Have you heard of the new craze of taking cold showers or a cold plunge? Mike has been doing these cold showers for almost a year now, but I still haven't jumped in the bandwagon. On today's episode, we're going to go over nine reasons why you should be taking that cold plunge after all. I also want to talk about how to prevent the dreaded holiday weight gain this season. You know what time it is. Grab your coffee and let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode, Candidly with Coffee. And another one. We back. Dun, dun. Yep. Another one bites the dust. Uh-oh. Cheers. I don't want to get copyrighted. En- I need to open mine. Energy Twinsies. Not yet. But hold on. This is some ASMR for you guys. Yes. There you go. I just splashed some on my face. This is my favorite. What is it? Ghost Lifestyle Energy Drinks, you guys. I ran out and I got a bang last week. I was drinking bangs. Ugh, I do not like those. I like I, don't, I like bangs, but Monster's my favorite of all the energy drinks. All right, so now we can cheers. Cheers. Boom, no coffee. Oh, no, no coffee. You already had coffee today? Yes. I need to drink it now. You can talk. I don't have, you can get, sip, sip, sip. fill some air time while I have a drink. So, what, mind let's you? talk about this cold plunge, cold shower. And yes, like no, my not wife yet, said. not yet. Oh, oh, well, you said talk. I don't, I don't know what you want me to talk about. We're going to get into that later. Okay. Come on, like small talk. You don't right. know small talk? I do. I just you thought we were know. talking on a certain subject. By now, how long we've done this podcast, you don't know what we do when we first start the episode, like a little bit of small talk and what we're going to do today, what we're going to eat. We're going to go to In-N-Out after this, that's for sure. I do know that. And I had a Krispy Kreme donut. I haven't had one in over a year. That was good. Shout out to Tyler. Yeah, my son went and got Krispy Kremes right now, you guys. And I had one bite Mm -hmm. and the taste buds like back here in the back of your mouth, like your jawline. They started tingling. Didn't it feel like you had a party in your brain, though? I did. I had a party in my brain. Yes. That's and what I felt like. so I put one aside. They're only 190 calories. Yes. That's not bad. So that's I'm good. going to have, I'm going to partake in a Krispy Kreme donut, a single Krispy Kreme. That, that's come a long thing. way. Yeah, hey, you've earned it, man. You, we worked out today. We hit it hard. We've been no, but the ability to have a single Krispy Kreme is- Yes, a, is, that's true. Cause, is growth. Because the way we're going on donuts, we, me and you could kill a dozen by ourselves easy. Crispy creams, easy. More than a dozen. Yeah, easy. I can eat six Krispy creams before I'm even home from Krispy Kreme. I think we did that after competition. We went crazy, we didn't did. we? Yeah. So the first time I competed, we went and and back then there wasn't a lot of Krispy creams around. No. And so we stopped at Krispy Kreme on the way home from Sacramento, and yes, oh. My God, it yeah. was incredible. And there's nothing better, let me explain, than indulging in a large volume of food when you know you have earned it and can afford it. That's true. Because when you eat, when you're like gluttonous and and you've like, you're not following your program and you're cheating, you're eating it and you're feeling guilty while you're eating it. It's not the same. It's not the same. You don't Mm-mm. get the same joy because you know the minute that you're done eating it, you feel terrible for doing it. Yes, you feel guilty. You have those guilty vibes. But when you set a goal and accomplish your goal and like you can afford to indulge for the day, it's a great feeling. I remember just like it felt so good. I was lean and I felt good. And then you know what? I went right back on track on Monday. I took the weekend off. So yeah. a day and a half of kind of whatever I was craving 
and I went right back on track. That's an anomaly because a lot of competitors don't know how to get back on track. They keep that runaway train going. But you know what it was for me? I loved the feeling so much that I wanted to keep it going. Yeah. A feeling fit. And and honestly, that's what's propelled me to even still be maintaining my physique years later. Yes. You had that mindset. That's all it comes down to. You set your mind to it and you're like, I'm not going to go overboard, but I'm going to indulge it. I'm going to have my fun. And then we did. And then, yeah. So did you say we're going to do in and out? Yes. Yeah. So in and out, you guys, just so you know, I don't know if many, everybody knows this. I could be late to the party, but Tyler's the one who got me started on this. If you ask for your burger to be mustard grilled, it takes it up like five notches of deliciousness. It is good. It's, it just gives it more flavor. So you order it and say mustard grilled. And then it, I don't know, it's something the way they grill it with mustard, maybe. I don't know. And it gives it like intense flavor. And you don't have to like mustard. It has nothing to do with the mustard, no. but it's delicious. Just the way they make it. It's just the way they make it. You, it doesn't taste mustardy. What's the, the secret to that? those burgers at In-N-Out is their bread is just, man, they nailed it with the bread. Another secret in the way you order is you say extra toasted because they then they really make sure that they, because it's soft on the top, but then it's toasted on the inside. Look at that, you guys. She's dropping gems for y'all. She's going to make you guys hungry. So my order is going to be a double plain, because I don't like the spread on there. I like a double plain mustard grilled with an extra toasted bun and fries. I'm doing exactly what you're doing, but two of those. I'm so that excited. Way. No spread either. I'm excited. Anyway, sorry, guys. It's Monday, and you guys are, like, trying to be on your program. And This girl right here, she's going to be like, this girl right here is making us hungry. Sorry. At the end of the week, it's well-deserved. We keep it real, though. We keep it real. We're honest. We're honest about how we eat. Yeah. I've been doing a cheat day for 26 years. I'm not going to stop now. No. For what? I'm not going to stop now. That's for sure. All right. Guess what I caught up on this morning? I know you didn't watch it with me, but I did watch Golden Bachelor. Oh, no. It was one of my favorite episodes of the fran- the Bachelor franchise is when they do the women's tell all because it gets the cast back together. Those ladies are, I, I'm going to age myself when I say this, but they're a, a hoot. They're a hoot. Like they're just so funny. They're so yeah. They have good. life, huh? They have life in them. Yeah, they're just so good. They're funny. They're Cause, entertaining. Because what do we used to think of? Like we used to look at old people like the decrepit, ready to go in the grave, but they don't look yeah. like that. They look like they have a lot of uh, pizzazz to them still left yeah, life. They said that the whole show really gave people hope. Wow, you don't have to tap out when you're 60, 70, 75 even. Nope, you don't. It's a different era. Yeah. You don't have to. So spoiler alert forward fast forward 30 seconds if you don't want to hear this but he finished the rose ceremony the cliffhanger from last week and as i suspected they were going to try to trick us and make it seem like he was going to send that little one home because he didn't tell her he loved her he kept her you said you called it i called it you did yeah they're trying to do a little trickery he sent the one home that lived on a farm the one Uh, that played that sang and lived on a farm she was devastated because they reunited for the women's tell all and she saw him for the first time since he sent her home and she was bawling her eyes out you could tell she was just absolutely heartbroken crushing man poor guy you could tell he didn't want to crush none of their hearts oh he was crying real tears during the tell all it was really good unfortunately there's only one of him and he's got to pick one lady yeah, he made such good sense, actually, in his explanation. He's, look, here I was. I made connections, real connections, with all three of these w- women. Yeah. So now that the connection is there and the love is there, now you have to be practical and think, 
who is going to match my life the most. That's true. You're 100. Because it is a practical decision, too. Yeah. yeah. You I always think, say that. You got to yeah. be compatible, man. You got to find your partner that's compatible, conducive to what your lifestyle is. Yeah. I think people think it's all about the love and the feelings. Like, no, that's a component, and you have to have that component. Yes. But then the other very important component is do our lives mesh? Yes. Does it work? Yes. Because at first, when me and you first started dating, attraction, of course. Mm -hmm. Then there's a lust. Then we see if we're serious or we're really meant to each other. Then we say if we're compatible, can we live together? Are we compatible? Yeah. Or do we roll the same way? Can you merge lives? Because yes. that's what basically yes. it is. And so I loved actually that he explained it that way because that made a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think yeah. she was just the one that had a life that was least likely to be a smooth merge with because she lived on the farm and that she wasn't going to leave the farm. You called it. You're like, eh, he's not really going to fall for the farming life. Yeah, because you know? he has that lake house. Yeah, I wouldn't either. If you're a farm girl, I'm a city boy. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. Yeah. We could date and hang out, but it's not long term. No, it's not going to work. Yeah. It just ain't. In my, in my opinion, at least. Maybe it will, but I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Moving on, guys. Hot coffee topic. In the news is a mom. I think she's in Australia, actually. A mom dies after using weight loss injectables to slim down before daughter's wedding. So there's this woman who started taking Ozempic. I think she started with Ozempic and then switched a few times to different peptides for weight loss or whatever as she was losing. I think she lost a total of 35 pounds and she died. Like the husband said he found her with like brown stuff coming out of her mouth. Ooh, no. She had a blockage probably. That's probably no, it's probably oh, gross, but it literally is bowel. I didn't even think out. about that. Wow. She, yikes. And it was too late. She had passed away. So there's all this people are saying like, oh, it's dangerous and there's a lot of risks. So there are acknowledged risks for Ozempic. It's actually on the packaging. It's a side effect that's listed that's rare, but serious. Gas, gastioparesis or, and intestinal blockages. But here's the thing. She was experiencing all those horrible side effects, the non as not as common side effects the pains, constipation, gas pains, diarrhea, nausea, but continue to take the medication. You have to listen to your body. You always say that. You got to be in tune with your body. You have to know what your vessel, how it feels. You right. have to know. Because she was losing weight, she continued to take it. I would not be able to take medication, take something that made me feel ill like that. So think about this. If you were taking medication... You're getting your lean body like you want, but you're feeling like how you used to feel like on vacation when you got sick. Could you imagine that? Just no, to get to that? Not worth it. Exactly. The juice ain't worth not the squeeze, worth you guys. It no, ain't worth and, your life. And for people that are, you know, there are m many and most, I should say, most people don't experience those serious side effects. But just like with anything else, everyone has a different body and your body responds yes. differently. But if you're Facts. experiencing... Side, serious side effects, just discontinue the medication. It's not worth it if that's a potential risk for you. Now, I know plenty of people who took it and didn't feel that. Yeah. Just with anything, any medication that you take, because everyone now wants to vilify the medication. Listen, it's helped a lot of people, and not everybody has that experience. So why should nobody get to be able to take it if some people get the side effects? Like you said, we're all built different. But I think there's a growing number of people 
that are taking these types of peptides because they're easily accessible now from all kinds of different med spas and research clinics and online and all kinds of ways that people are getting their hands on these peptides for weight loss and people are using it to lose the vanity pounds. I know. Dangerous. It's no one, no not one, worth Everybody it. wants to cheat the goddamn game. We keep saying that. Nobody wants to take the steps to lose the weight the right way. Yeah. You can't do that. It's not. It's to it's me. I've it. always stood by my thought process on Ozempic. It hasn't really, it hasn't changed. I still think it's a good medication for people who are obese because the risk reward, right? They have obese or obese with a, or have overweight with some comorbidities or some health things going on because of their weight. But I also do believe that really most people that take it that are obese will, they need to take it long-term. It's like blood pressure meds. Yeah. Like it's not something or else they're going to be on a yo Ozempic yo vanity pounds. People, they will just start relying on this medication and take it every time they feel like they gain that 10 pounds back because they'll lose the 10 pounds. They'll stop in the meds. They'll gain the 10 pounds back That's and then they're going to be back and forth. That doesn't sound like it's a good idea. Yeah. My buddy takes it. Mike. Or his diabetes. Oh, up. he takes He's not. He doesn't it. take the weight loss no. dosage. No, no, no. It's a big difference. Okay, there's two different kinds. Then. No, it's the same medication, but for weight loss, it's dosed differently. Oh, gotcha. significantly higher. That's why it's more expensive. Gotcha, gotcha. There's actually a new one that's just been approved for weight loss. It's actually not new, you guys. It's called, it's from Zetbound, I think, is the, the company, but it's not new. They're just. It's now just officially been FDA approved for weight loss, whereas years before doctors were prescribing it off label for weight loss. Now it's officially approved, but it's the same type of thing. It basically, it comes down, it turns off the hunger, the food chatter in your brain. Yeah. So it's the demons, huh? Calms the demons down. Yeah. But again, I, I truly love eating so much. I, I wouldn't want to ever take something that's going to take my joy away from eating. And I'm not just talking about cheat day. Like I love and enjoy eating every day. Every day. We love it's, our meals. It's like I love eating, whether it's healthy, it's clean, macro-friendly within my macros. It's a joy I get. And so I would never want to take something that's going to take that away from me. To me, that would be like punishment. Yeah. Look at you. You just recently got me back on the oatmeal kick. I got away from it. And I'm back on it again. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad because I love oatmeal. Yeah. I'm on the oatmeal kick right now, you guys. Maybe I'll do a full day of eating because I, I switched up my meal plan a little bit this week. I have just been on, I've been on this journey to increase my protein. I want to be in the more 130 gram range, which is closer to 40% of my, of my total calories. So I've been looking to increase protein and I love protein oatmeal and it's very filling. Delicious. And I use that one up nutrition protein powder. That's only 110 calories a scoop. And it's, you get a huge bowl of oatmeal for 260 calories and 25 grams of protein. The juice is worth the squeeze yeah. on that, you guys. And it's huge. And when I eat it, I'm so satisfied. I need to do a tablespoon of nut butter on it. And what do you have with a bowl of oatmeal with protein in it and nut butter? You've got the trifecta. Yes. You've got a meal that has carbs, fats, and protein. It's going to keep you satiated. 
it's going to give you energy. It's not going to spike your blood sugar. It's going to keep you very satisfied. It's just like a bowl of perfection. And then I, I also do something like yours, but with peanut butter, except two tablespoons, and I put a little bit of honey, half a serving mm, to yeah. add in there for the, for the workouts. I put a little bit of blueberries on top, and it's just That's good, oh, too. That's perfection. what I need to do. Yeah. And I just tried a new brand of almond butter, you guys. Oh, yeah. I'm going to save it. You guys got to watch my YouTube. I'm going to post a full day of eating, and so I'll Girls share Girls dropping jams. Take I'll notes. Sh- I'll share it. <laughs> On They're gonna share it. We want the secrets this week at some point. She All got right. you. She got you. Hold my coffee. Oh, hold it. Promise of a pony on YouTube commented on a video of mine that I posted a while back about. I said I can't. It's called I can't believe this happened. It's a video about berberine and menopause and the things I was going through and what I was doing to try to lose the weight. This is before I actually lost the weight. By the way, it was months ago. It's actually got a like, couple hundred thousand views. So it's a popular video. Wow. Of course. But the girl, this person said, girl, you've been on this herb for less than two weeks. Besides your desire for views, there's no reason to give a drug update. Drug update, huh? Just a, what a rude comment. But you know what I replied? Because she was like, besides your desire for views, thank you. Because now that you've commented, you've further improved my algorithm on this. Yes. So <laughs> shout out to you. Video. Thank you. And what? besides, you commented on a video that's four months old. There's more updates since then, sweetheart. She's promise late. Of she's a pony. late to the party. You're late to the party. What was promise of a pony? Keep up. Way behind. Unreal. These people. Yes, they Miserable. are. Miserable. Didn't someone say that I should eat? That I should oh, eat. Oh, yeah. So the picture I posted of me and you, we're in Vegas. Look at these two. You were super lean and I was super lean. That's when Matt, I was on Matt Allen's diet, yeah. your coach. And somebody commented on the picture. She needs to eat. I. Oh, there God. is the most, that is the most annoying thing that someone can say, by the way. I used to too. hate that. The whole eat a cheeseburger. Yeah, it was a dude too, but I piped back. I said something back to him. I, I didn't him even the see STFF it. and worry about himself. STFF? S-T-F-U, I'm sorry, oh. I said it wrong, my bad. I'm like, what's S- that, is that a new one? I don't want to say cuss online, S-T-F-U. Since when did you turn over a leaf of cu- not cussing online? I'm just curious, because I have to edit these podcasts, and I do a search this for was the- on, This was on Instagram, so I was trying to be cool. Oh, you on my page, it. yes, on my page. I was going to say, yeah. I have to edit this podcast, and for YouTube, I take the, I've been trying to clean it up a little bit, the words, just because it- that YouTube does better with pushing our stuff when it's there's yeah. no, yeah. but I search for yeah. the F word and, and sometimes <laughs> some episodes I have to correct like 14 F bombs that you drop in one episode. Oops. I'm sorry. <laughs> what can I say? I'm just being me. I know I have a potty mouth too, so I can't complain. Sailor mouth. I can't complain. Mine's is mine's is bad. You're too. bad too. Yeah. All right. Comic corner. All right. The first one comes to us, Andrea Zumbalin, 7158. She says, I love listening to you two together. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you very much. Cindy Russi says, would, would love a live. I know time would be critical for people to watch. I'm in California after six or anytime on Monday. Thank you. We had a lot of people actually comment and pipe in on the live. I think I've narrowed it down to we will do an early evening because that will catch both West Coast and East Coast. Yeah. Yep. And sometime during the week. So it'll be a sometime during the week, early evening, and we'll let you guys know ahead of time. We got you. It's coming. But yeah, we're definitely going to do that. 
Shannon Shot5770 says, Congrats, Mike, on your sober journey. Thank you very much. It has been, hasn't been easy, but you know what? Every day is a win. That's 11, all I look at it. You're on 11 days now. Yeah, yeah, that counts. So every day is a win for me. Has it been easy? No, but I'm getting there. Are you considering doing some meetings? I am. A friend of mine reached out to me because he's loved what I've been posting. He's keep stepping on the next and posing positivity, man. You're, you're sending the right messages. I'm six months sober. I don't want to blast him, but he was into the powder and drinking. That was his vices. Yeah. So he's man, I'm so proud better. of him. I was shocked when you told me he was on a sober journey. Yeah, he caught me up. Me too. I can't. He reached out to me on text message. Yeah. Wow. I said, I got you, man. I'll go with you one of these days. Today yeah. we're recording, so I can't. I couldn't go with him. I think you should go. Yeah, I think I so really too. I really do. I think that you could benefit from it. Yeah, the last time I did meetings was when I was in prison. We had a meeting. I did it for nine months. It was a class we took, and then they had me do additional sobriety meetings six months post-prison that I did. And it was cool. You get a lot of stuff off your chest, and there's a lot of people who just need to get their feelings out of there get their, their feelings off their chest and what led to their downfall. And a lot of us, we don't ask for this. But we have addiction in our bloodline. Like me, I didn't ask for it. I inherited it. And I have to be honest about it. So I'm speaking on it Yeah. so I can help someone else out. I, again, I know that a few episodes back when we first talked about how, why we decided to stop drinking. And in the intro, I specifically said, why is alcohol one of the only drugs that we're, you're judged for not taking it's crazy right it's crazy yeah, because people it's crazy i don't know why it triggers people bad it's weird but i i felt it too like i just felt people are bothered or then i feel like there are certain people who wouldn't even want me around now because i'm not drinking did you see the message i don't want to blast them did you see the message i got i wasn't even directing that on my friend he says oh i deserve a drink and it's okay and i won't like bro i'm not telling you not yeah to. but hold on hold on let me get make it a little more clear you okay. jump right into it you posted something in your stories. stories yes it was just a quote not directed towards anybody nobody and he replied to that quote as if you sent him an email or something if it was his no it triggered him to the point where he came back aggressively about yeah, it yeah and i got aggressive back with him and that's weird to super me. weird like why are you triggered this if you read a post on my page like i i have i follow i have a hundred and forty thousand followers exactly. what makes you think that was for you it wasn't the arrogance of people man i not at all i wasn't thinking about it when i put that it was just in my stories it wasn't even my my post it was i was reposting somebody else's quote yeah, and I, you know what? And I want to be, I just want to say again for the record, I'm not going to speak for you. I'm going to speak for myself in that I don't feel that everybody who drinks alcohol has a problem with alcohol. No. Absolutely not. In fact, I don't feel like I had a problem with alcohol. I never have. I've always, I've never abused it other than in the party days, but I'm years past that. Years. Did I abuse <clears throat> alcohol, binge drink on party nights in Vegas? Yes. Yes, of course. But I don't have identify it as someone who has a problem with alcohol, but I also don't judge other people. I think, can you be on a fitness journey and still drink alcohol? Yes. Can you be fit and drink alcohol? I Yes. Yes. I believe all of those things. I don't judge other people for drinking. The, I just change my perspective on it. And yes, if I know somebody personally that complains about being anxious and stressed and depressed and all the things all the time... And that same person drinks all the time. 
will my advice be, we probably should give it the drinking. Yes, but that's because I care for that person. Facts. But I don't judge people for drinking. I think you can drink socially and be perfectly fine. I, I have no problem being around people who choose to drink. By all means, enjoy. I'm not judging. I, it's, it doesn't impact me at all in that regard. And I just want to make sure that's clear. So I don't want any this to trigger people that I know that still enjoy their cocktails and think like you can't do that and with me around now because that's just silly. LeBron James is arguably second best basketball player on planet Earth next to Michael Jordan. He's openly talks about it. He loves his red wine. He's a collector. He has a vin. Uh, what you call yeah. it? Like a wine cellar with yeah, all the best a lot wines. Of people do. That's yeah, their hobby. That's, that's their his thing. thing. Yeah. So that's his thing. Nothing but if it triggers that. you, then you have to ask yourself, why does it trigger you? Yep. Is there something deep down inside of you telling you that you do have a problem or maybe you have considered stopping or because there's no reason it should trigger you. I've never before, even when I was heavily drinking, I've never before been triggered by someone who tells me they are not drinking. It doesn't even dawn on me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I have a designated driver. <laughs> I respect people's sobriety, man. I've never been one to push it. When I was partying, I've never been one to push it on the people. I've had friends who were sober no. too, hanging out. The only time I do, <clears throat> I, I take that back though, I do... When I was on the market, the single market, I did want, I knew I was in a party phase in my life. I had been married for a long time. I wanted to drink and have fun and go out. And so, yes, I wanted to surround myself with people who wanted to do the same thing as me. So when you weren't a drinker, I was like, oh, this guy's going to not fit my lifestyle right now. So yeah. I do admit that, but I didn't, but I don't judge people that i'm with for if they chose not to drink or whatever yeah. that was just that was a different place i was in the yeah, party of course, mode of course yeah so anyways that i just wanted to get that out there because there have been some people a little bit triggered by the, the bit. sober lifestyle a lot of bit. oh and i had some a few people comment they were bothered that now i was talking about being california sober was a bad idea and how dare i talk about weed smoking being bad and all of that I didn't. I don't actually think it's bad necessarily. I think it's bad for an addict, <laughs> not me. bad for someone who wants to wind down with a joint or some gummies. To, or I don't have a problem with weed in that way. It's bad for someone who has an addiction. Mental health, addiction, and extreme personality. That's me. That's bad for me. I have to admit that. I can't do yeah, it no more. Anything Done. that's going to alter no more. your brain chemistry for someone who's already struggling with addiction and yep. mental health. Yes. Probably not a good idea. No. So bad idea. That's how I feel on that. Disasters. All right. Moving on to, let's talk about this cold plunge shower mm. business. Now, shout out to Delilah who sent me this post and this is what inspired this segment. So I know she's a listener to a podcast, Delilah, right? Of course. Yeah. She cool sent people. me this and uh, she's listening. I'm not into the cold showers either, but maybe Mike's onto something because there's some good benefits. Of course. So I thought, you know what? Let's talk about it. So cold showers is when you actually take literally a cold shower. All the way open, not lukewarm, all the way open cold. First thing in the morning. Or like these cold plunges where it's just ice cold water and you submerse yourself. So anywhere from seconds to what, five minutes? I did five and a half minutes my first time in a plunge. 
so there it's all the craze. Now I see it all over the place. And so what is the benefits from doing that? I know you've been doing it almost a year. It'll be a year in December. December 1st will be a year for me. Yes. And I've only missed a few days here and there just because you told me, babe, when you're sick, it's not a good idea. So I'll listen to you. Yeah, it's not because it taxes the immune system yes, a little bit. But it does. so let's talk about the benefits. There's nine benefits in this particular article. And I thought it was interesting. So number nine, it helps with depression. So a study done by the University of Virginia School of Medicine shows that cold showers help with symptoms of depression. Scientists found that being momentarily cold sends more depression-easing electrical impulses to the brain. Wow. Perfect for me. I love it. crazy? I know. So... This is, it's very interesting. Some of these, I'm like, really? This one, number eight, it helps maintain healthy hair. The cold water helps in maintaining healthy hair. The cold temperature seals the pores of your scalp. Due to this, your scalp doesn't get clogged with dirt and cold showers do not strip away the natural oils in the hair. This is interesting because I actually, mm. years ago when I had acne prone skin, I, was, I always was told that you wash your face with hot water with soap it up hot water, but yeah. you always finish with cold water. That's true. To I used close to the too. pores, to seal everything up. And I used to do that all the time. So it does make sense that it kind of closes up your, because you're taking a super hot shower, all your pores are open. So then when I go and put hairspray and dry shampoo and all these things right after, it's just clogging up the pores. Wow, that I didn't know. That's so not why I do it. So me. it's almost after, even if you're not going to do a cold shower, after you wash your hair right before you get out, do a quick scalp sealing with cold water just to prevent the hey, pores from works, staying man. open. Yeah. I thought that was, I was, I'm like, huh. At first I thought maintain healthy hair. Come on. But then I'm like, oh no, this actually makes sense. Next it says it helps with breathing. So if you've taken a cold shower before, it's pretty difficult to breathe the moment the cold water hits your body. Do you gasp a little bit? No, I'm past that. But no. what, when you were trying to talk to me this morning, we're going to the gym. I was just concentrating, just relaxing my breathing while hitting it because it was cold this morning. Because I, I know that when we are watching special forces, when they get into the cold water, they have a hard time breathing. So you gasp for breath. Because I think you can, what do you call it when you start breathing too heavy? You can, what's that called? When you're like, <gasps> you don't want to do Hyperventilating. Yes, hyperventilating. That's what they don't want but you to do. So when you deep, the deep breathing that's necessary during cold plunges increases your intake of oxygen and your heart rate, which is good. It's good to take those big, deep breaths. Yep. Exactly. Facts. All right. So the next thing here is it says it helps with weight loss. There are two main types of fat in our bodies. Now we've talked about this. Yeah. So I know that this to be true. There, there's the brown fat and the white fat. The white fat is not good for us. That's what we want to lose. Brown fat's actually great. Brown fat's actually what keeps you warm. It's brown fat. Cold water will activate your brown fat cells, which are specialized in turning calories into heat. That's what I've heard. So it it activates your brown fat because it's trying to keep you warm. Haven't you heard? uh, So let me explain that real quick. Let's hit on this. So Joe Rogan talked about that. It's two different kinds of plunges. The one that I did, you're laying in it. The water's just still. Your body creates a sheath. The first minute sucks. Second, third minute, you're acclimating. Your body, all the blood goes to the surface. And that's your brown fat. That's so it's protecting you. But then there's another cold plunge that's even more extreme. That's like a river running through. So it doesn't let you relax. That's even harder that Joe Rogan has. It de- the sheath doesn't. So I don't think the shower, I get a sheath. I'm moving back and forth. I don't let it create a sheath. I go from face, then I turn and let it hit my back. Then I lift my arms up and let it hit under my armpits. 
So it's never creating a sheet. So it's shocking me. But I, I've been doing it so long, I'm, I'm used to it. But it still shocks me. It still does hurt. So the process of that heating up phase that your body's doing, it is burning calories. So it, your body has to use energy to create that heat to try to keep your body temperature regulated. Of course, because you don't want to go into hyperthermia or Hypo. hypothermia. Yes. Yeah. This is the kind of thing where these kind of claims make me laugh because it's okay. So it's helping with weight loss because it's helping you burn calories because of this. But you're in there yeah, for five minutes, I'm okay? Not, I'm not doing it for that, though. No. That's not why I do it for. That's not. I do it to wake up and for the challenge of it. Take that kind of stuff with a grain of salt. It helps in muscle recovery. A cold shower increases blood circulation in your body. This increased circulation has an impressive impact on your muscles' ability to recover. The coldness of the water will reduce the inflammation of your muscle. Yes, that's true. That's true. That it's is true. That's why athletes used to go in ice baths after mm -hmm. a hard training session. Fighters for many years have got cold plunge or ice baths after their training session. Yeah, so it's going to help reduce that inflammation. Yes. You could also do, fun fact, unrelated to the cold plunge, to reduce inflammation and shed excess water is do an Epsom salt bath. Yep, yep. That's how a lot of fighters cut weight, actually. Yeah. They would use that. If you're like retaining water or whatever, it's good to uh, mm -hmm. do an Epsom salt. Competitors will do that before a show. An Epsom salt bath. It draws water out of the cells. All right. So it helps improve skin health. Hot water dries out your skin. So cold water yes. causes your skin pores to tighten. As a result, they do not get clogged with dirt. Moreover, cold water does not strip away the natural oils in your skin. So hot water is going to strip away those natural oils and leave your skin feeling really dry. That's true. So before I used to just do straight cold shower, now I do hot first just to get clean, bathe, get myself clean, and then I blast the cold mm -hmm. right after that. Mm -hmm. This one I do believe because I, I feel like a lot of it, the benefits of a cold shower also have to do with behavioral and mental this one says it helps develop stronger willpower. So a cold shower yep. is probably one of the most uncomfortable things that you can do. Yes. Taking cold showers daily requires tremendous willpower. Cold showers will help you build stronger will, willpower and mental health over time. That's probably the one reason that number three is probably the one I do it for of the most. That one right there. Yeah. It means that like you can do hard things. I wash away my, I look at it like this. I wash away my negative thoughts, calms my anxiety down. Whatever demons I got going on that helps with that. I'm overcoming you. I'm overcoming, not yeah. you. That's what I look at it for. Yeah. Do it for, I'm sorry. Number two, it boosts your immunity. A cold shower stimulates the heart rate and due to the fresh oxygenated blood flows, uh, thus provides them with much needed nutrients. It keeps your heart healthy, keeps skin problems away. It also, uh, someone explained it to me like it, it does cause, it taxes your immune system a little bit. It causes your immune system to wake up and be like, uh-oh, what's going on? And oh, so yeah. it's almost like it teaches your immune system how to respond in adversity. Yeah, because it's a shock. The cold will make or break you. That show we're watching, what does it do? It breaks everybody. The it's cold. If you exposure to the elements is going to help train your immune system to activate. So true. You're but so right that's about that. also why... It's important if you're already, your immune system's already struggling because you're battling a cold or whatever, don't further put it under battle. No, no. You should only put it under battle when it's ready, healthy and ready to go. Yes. But it does, it prepares your immune system for battle. Who actually explained it that way, which I loved, was oh. Adam from Mind Pump. He told wow. me that when we went to eat. 
He was talking about how he doesn't love cold showers either, but he does feel it truly does help with like immunity. And I don't want to expose it, but someone's podcast, he ousted him and says he can't even last a minute. He breaks. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do. Listen, I haven't been just when, cause I'm a very empathetic person. So I feel other people's feelings when I, just when I see you going in there, it affects me. Like I feel cold when I see you in there. I bet. I'm just like, Burr. how do I look like when you though, when you see me in there, what do I look like to you today? Do I look like I was breaking? Or no, I can't chilling. even tell if it's a cold shower or not. Chilling, You're just relaxed. still just in relaxed. there. In my head. Yes, I got this. It prepares me for battle for me personally. Cause I know me and my wife, routine people. So I know it's going to prepare me for battle in the gym. Yeah. I'm going to go to battle. That's why I look at the gym. Yeah. Like it's going to go to war. Yeah. It's preparing you for yes. the adversity. Yes. Facts. All right. And the number one reason for taking the cold plunge is it reduces stress levels. Cold showers reduce stress in your life. They do this by reducing the level of uric acid present inside your body and increasing the level of glutathione in your bloodstream. The combination of these two will result in less stress. I see. I didn't even know that. I know it reduces stress for sure. And anxiety too. Another trick that I use a cold shower for and it worked like a charm. Remember when I had to do the NASM? And remember how nervous I get before a test. I've always told you I'm not, I put in my head, I'm not book smart. I get anxious. Oh, you did a cold shower before? Of course I did. That relaxed me. So when I went there, I aced it. I was 100% confident. I told you, it was the best test I ever took in my Mm -hmm. life. Something that hard, I aced it like it was nothing. We prepared and you helped me study for it. But yes, I took a cold shower, so I was 100% alert. I do feel like it wakes you up too. It just makes you more alert. Gives you a second wind. Quick quick i've done it i've done it before our podcast too i feel a little tired after work I'm like i'm gonna blast another cold shower it gets me right up 100 percent. so i don't know guys those are the, those are nine benefits will i do it probably not <laughs> and i'm not I, yeah it's not for everybody i still don't want to do I'm it i'm not gonna tell you it's easy it's not especially Even if you've after never done reading it. all those benefits I'm I, like, I can already see you nah. in there i can already see you with your loud voice and scream the minute that cold hits you yeah no. i already know i don't like to be cold i know I you don't. don't i do not like to be cold i probably don't have a lot of brown fat Mostly white fat. <laughs> Actually, I do think I feel uh, that hypothyroid, which I have, is it also makes you feel cold, I think. It makes you sensitive to yeah. the cold. So maybe that's my excuse. Maybe. Anyways, all right, you guys. It's November. I think Thanksgiving is what, like two and a half weeks away. Mm. It's time to think about that preventing that holiday weight gain. So the average American gains 2.7 pounds from Thanksgiving to Christmas. I think they're being nice. four weeks. But that's average. Women gain more. Yeah. And you know why? Because women eat plate for plate with their man. Don't do do that. that. Don't do that. Don't go head up with your man. It's all bad. Do not do that. So the average American also consumes, the, the average not tracking American who just eats whatever they want without a care in the world, Eats three three thousand five hundred and forty calories per day. That's a lot. That's a lot, that's a lot. of freaking calories. Even, even for me, as much as I work out and go hard, that's even a lot for me to eat on a daily basis mm-hmm. every day. That would for me that'd be about a pound every two days. I'd gain. That's it. That's a surplus for me. And what we see out days. there, we yeah, we can see it. Yeah, it's crazy out there. Mm-hmm. So if you go, think about this, if you go off track for a month, so it is a month. So think from Thanksgiving to Christmas, Thanksgiving triggers you to go off track and you just get it in this mindset. Like, eh, I'll worry about it after the holiday. Nope. So that's a month of eating about 3,500 calories a day, 
with some higher calorie days on like Thanksgiving and your party days and maybe the weekends. Company parties. And there's your weight gain. And there's your gain. One to 10 pounds, honestly. This has average three pounds. I, I know a lot of people who gain more than that. And can we be honest here? Ladies, there's already a lot of you that are already on the heavier side. And by doing this, you're going to make it even worse. So yeah. to, to get to your fitness journey, your goals, you're going to make it that 10 times harder now. Yeah. And now why do you, you want to like think about like right now, if you're thinking about you want to start a journey and even if you don't want to fully commit to the journey until January, just because that's how people are and it's hard to change their mind. Do you really want to set yourself back more? Think yes. about it. Every four pounds is another month of hard work. You know what I like when my client Mauricio says, and he posted on Facebook and Instagram, he goes, my new year begins November 1st. And I like that because my new year begins now. My journey begins now. Not January 1st, but November 1st. Yeah. He gets ahead of it. And I like that. Like people need to get ahead of it. Don't get behind the eight ball. Because yeah, like you said, it's hard, that much harder. You're going to make it way harder on yourselves. Yeah. And so the average, if the average person gains, consumes 3,500 calories, like when they're just eating normal on a YOLO day, those YOLO days where you're just going to, I'm just going to enjoy myself. YOLO. Yeah. 5K plus calories. I've done like on my cheat days when I went super crazy and I tracked it and seen, I've done 6,000 plus. Yeah. I think you've gotten like 7,000. Probably. But see the difference, I pull back. Yeah. And you're also a man though. You have a double, you're... You eating 7,000 is like me eating 3,500. Yes. Because your macros are double mine. Yes. So can I can eat 3,500 in the blink of an eye. Easy. This girl put it, no problem. What? Pizza and a burrito right there. That's 3,500. And donuts, done deal. Yeah, it's crazy. So you have to be mindful. That's the most important thing. So do I think, I feel like, yeah, can you enjoy yourself? Can you have some splurges? Yes, absolutely. You can do all of that and not gain the weight. Just by being mindful, know these statistics. Okay, the average yes. person consumes six thousand three hundred calories on Thanksgiving Day. Damn, that's 6, a lot. Thousand three hundred calories. That's way too much for your vessel, man. You have to ask yourself: Is it worth it, though? No, it's not to me. No, that's not the day. That's not the day I'm wanting to like splurge. And look what you did today. You prime example. What did you say earlier? You put one donut. That's 190 calories. One donut to the side. Mm-hmm. You're being mindful. Mm-hmm. You're not good. And today's our cheat day. You're not going loose. Where in the past, mm-hmm. we've both been loose. No. Yeah, See? for sure. So you have to be, listen, if Thanksgiving is your thing and you love it, use that as your like cheat day, your surplus day, but you still have to be mindful. You can't, if you do a YOLO day on Thanksgiving, you're going to consume 6,000 plus calories. You're going to gain a pound or two. And not only that, you're going to be depressed, your mood. You're not going to, you're going to enjoy the moment, but afterwards you're going to feel so guilty about it. You're going to be like, why the hell did I do that? You can be mad at yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to set yourself that much further back. Yeah. And you're just going <clears> to, <throat> and then the, here's the problem with Thanksgiving. It's on a Thursday. Oh, you're right. That's dangerous. So what does that happen? So you smash on Thursday, Thanksgiving, then Friday, you're like, it already went hard on Thanksgiving. I'm going to go hard on Friday, then it's Saturday, then it's Sunday, and then it's, oh, no. So then that's four days, and now you have to try to pull back on Monday. Then your blood sugars are high, your fat spilleth over, you're feeling like, oh, gosh, never mind. And then that's when people just end up pushing it to January 1st. Yes. Bad idea, you guys. Don't do that. 
Yeah, change so that mindset behavior, man. Change that reckless behavior. Plan ahead. My mind, this is what I, plan those days. Plan, this is what I used to tell with my clients a lot, is decide on the days, decide what's important to you. Which days are important for you to indulge? And what are you going to do to indulge? And have a plan of action going into it. Or you could break it up into two days. Okay, you love Thanksgiving that much. Okay, eat half of what you enjoy on Thanksgiving. They save that half for the next day then. Yeah. Don't kill it all in one sitting. Don't go crazy. Yeah, it's like the same approach for any cheat day. For me, I think the best approach when you're on a program or in a deficit or you're trying to like make progress is decide what you want ahead of time and plug it in. Yes. And then work around, everything else should work around it. Don't just like hope and pray that it's going to work. Like for me, Mm-mm. I actually just had this conversation with a client, with a one-on-one client. She was like, how do I handle if I want to eat out this weekend? And I said, figure out what you want and track it beforehand. So like it's Thursday and you're like, okay, on Saturday, I really want, this is my favorite pizza. I really want it. Plug it in. However many calories yes. you're willing to allocate towards that. Yes. Plug it in. And see what you got left and then plan accordingly. That's smart. What do you always say? And you taught me the best because you're, I, I got to give shout out to her. She's my macro coach. She taught me the game. That's the queen bee writer. So listen, you guys, think of it as your bank account. What happens when you overdraw? You know what I'm saying? You go negative. With your body, you go negative. Spill it. You start gaining. So you look at it like that. You only have so much money you can play with yeah, yourself. Yeah, so you That's got it. a budget. You got a got budget, budget for the holiday. Budget. You got a budget for the extra splurges. But here's the mistake I want you guys to avoid. I see a lot of people do this. They think that they're going to go because the gym is packed on Thanksgiving morning. Oh, dude. They think they're going to go, oh, I'm just going to get a workout in so that I can oh, eat my God. more. It's and you worst. actually do yourself a disservice mentally because the person that does the workout is going to give themselves license to eat double or triple extra calories than they actually burned. And let me tell you something. You guys cannot outwork a diet. At 100%. And not even me who trains hard. Cannot outwork a diet. Professional fighters cannot outwork a diet. They gain weight too. So think about that. The average number of calories burned during 30 minutes of hard exercise is 300 calories. Nothing. Okay. You will consume 300 calories just walking by the hors d'oeuvres table on your way into your Thanksgiving dinner. That easy. You'll be out do a couple of chips. Oh, I worked out today. Oh, I worked out today. Yes, I'll have that. I worked out today. And ever since I started tracking and actually you see it on the app and you see what you got, you're like, whoa, people really don't know. They're over consuming. They assume they think they don't know what they're eating. But until you really plug it in, you're like, oh, it's like your bank account, your paycheck. You have to budget to survive. How much money do you get paid a month? How much are my bills? What do I have left over for myself or to save? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It all comes back to numbers. That's how I teach my clients. It's all numbers. If you decide to put the blinders on. So my biggest advice to you is don't put the blinders on for the no. holidays. If you want to yeah. indulge and, and have some higher calorie days, it's fine, but be aware of it. If you just go into the holidays with Blind. your blinders on yeah. and just hope and pray, hope and pray, you're going to do a lot of damage in a short period of time. I promise you guys you'll lose. If you go into the holidays don't thinking, you know what? I want to enjoy myself. I'm going to indulge. I'm not going to lose weight during this time. I'm going to put a pin in my progress. And if you think that way, you give yourself more calories right off the bat. If you go into maintenance for four weeks and you can bump up your calorie intake by 2,000 calories a week, two to 3,000 calories a week, 
if you're wise about that spending, you can indulge quite a bit. As long as you're aware, you may be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to allow myself the extra 2,500 calories a week to enjoy a piece of pumpkin pie and this and that, but it goes fast that 3000 calories or whatever extra you're going to give yourself. It goes fast if you're not tracking it. So give yourself the grace, but also still be aware of the spending and don't just think, oh, if I'm in maintenance, then I don't even have to track. Because remember, mm-hmm. the average American consumes 3,500 calories a day when they're not tracking. That's a lot. And that, that goes for women, too, which is even crazier. Yeah. So you would, you'd spend that extra maintenance calories real quick if you're not aware. Instead, if you allocate it, then you can get what you really want out of it. You're like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to be in maintenance this week. So that means I'm going to have an extra, say, 3,000 calories. This is where I want to spend that 3,000 calories. I want to have this because it's my favorite. Pecan pie is my favorite thing ever. Because, by the way, pecan pie is the most calorie-dense item of all desserts on Thanksgiving is pecan pie. And I think it's Ruth Chris's has a good dessert, pecan pie, but it's heavy. Oh my gosh! Right? It's a sweet potato. Oh, oh okay, I got it pecan, wrong. Pecan, like it's oh. not a dessert. It's a side dish. It's oh, like a yeah. sweet and savory side dish. And even we're cautious. We order that, mean you split that. It's crusted. It's pecan crusted sweet potato mash. And it is delicious. Delicious. No, but pecan pie because the filling is very calorie dense too. Is extremely calorie dense, and pick your battles may have a tiny sliver of the pecan pie. Yeah, that's it. I took notes from you. I watch how you eat. Like today, you wanted a little bite of my donut. Here you yeah. go. So you you saved me from some calories, and that's okay. I wasn't trying to save anything. It's just, but, but it's being aware. We're mindful. Yeah, you're teaching me mindfulness. I've learned mindfulness because I've I've gotten heavy too. I'm, I can't imagine what I was eating, not tracking back in the days when I got heavy. Yeah. So like for me, Thanksgiving is not my thing. So that's not where I'm gonna splurge on. Oh, I'm nah. gonna, I want to eat all those surplus, but I'm gonna save mine for Christmas Eve. We host Christmas Eve. Every year in our tradition, we've started doing is my most favorite, but most indulgent meal, stromboli. Yeah. It's heavy though. It's so heavy. And I feel, my body feels it. Yes. I get heart palpitations. I swell all the things. If I'm at this point, it'll be, it's like a once a year thing. It used to be much more frequently. Remember after vacations, we always have it. But it's worth it to me to allocate, you know what, that is going to be a surplus day. It's going to be well worth it. I'm going to enjoy it and then move on. But I'm doing it with full awareness. You know what I mean? Yeah, not blind. You got to look at it like this. Imagine you're going to fill up your car at the gas station and it takes $100. And then you put 300 you want to put $300 into your car. Imagine all the gasoline spilling inside of your car. How, how much is going to be all over the place spilling? It's the same yeah. thing in your body, but it's going to spill you out that way. You got to yeah. look at it that way. You got to look at it differently. Change that mindset. That's it. Yeah. So for me, it's like you can also save up for something like that too. If you know what, I'm going to be a little bit better the week, the cheat day before Christmas. I'm going to be, I'm going to pull back that day a little bit, pull back every day leading yes. up, just have some savings built up. Yep. Yep. So that I can use that towards my indulgent stromboli day. How many times we would eat a light meal in the morning, you and I, and fast fast the rest of the day to eat a heavy meal later to balance it out? Mm-hmm. That works too. That's why we say master your hunger. Even if you have to fast the whole day to indulge that indulgent meal later on, you could make it work. Yeah, you have to. That's a case by case basis. Case too, by case, yeah. Because some people actually that doesn't work for. No. Because 
because if they go if they fast up until the indulgent meal, they will overindulge on the indulgent meal. Yeah. I also That's just true. I'm going to leave you with one of my another big tip is have one serving. One serving of the thing that you want yep. and have a like a cutoff. Don't eat infinite things. No. It's like a cheat meal, a safe cheat meal is a burger and fries because it's a burger and it's fries. And when you're done, a not so safe cheat meal is pizza. No, because you get multiple pizzas and maybe you planned on eating three slices, but there's still pizza left. So you have a couple hours later, you're like, oh, I'm going to have another piece. It's yes. like infinite. Yes. Or like yes. when you do Chinese or when we do Thai food, because it's a lot of food yes. and you just keep yes. going for more and more servings. Yes. Another good tip is allow yourself like the one serving, enjoy it, have a nice full meal, and then that's it. Don't go back for seconds on any of your food. Don't go back for seconds on the dessert. Like I'm going to have a dessert and that's it. I'm going to have one plate of food, fill up on the protein, and then a spoonful of all the other side dishes, the indulgent side dishes that you like. You'll get a taste of everything. But then that's it. It's the repeat visits and the grazing and all of that where you're full already. Let your brain catch up. You're full. You don't want any more. It's your blood sugar. Yeah. Your blood sugar is telling you to get more, but you don't really want more. No. So hopefully you got some tips out of this, you guys. Some gems. Yeah. Enter with a plan. Don't be one of the people that's going to gain weight between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You'll regret it. You don't want to spend a whole month undoing the sins of, you know, four weeks of not planning. Nope. So thank you so much. And we will see you on the next one.